Welcome to Full Body Frequency, the one hour weekly show that celebrates everything full bodied and fabulous. I'm Laura Rice, cultural curator, fashion designer, and your guide through the Full Body Frequency experience. This is the current through which we will explore the truths and explode the myths about the lives and loves of plus size women. Since our lives shouldn't depend on how others see us, neither does this show. Full Body Frequency is the platform through which we will dialogue about moving through this world, fully engaged with passion and purpose. Our foundation, fashion, art, culture, beauty, health and wellness, travel and love. Did you notice a theme running between the last few shows? We've been talking about body acceptance, body positivity, and body love. In this vein, we continue with fitness for the fat and fabulous. Today, Full Body Frequency welcomes the return of large and loving it, Karen Tillman in the flow. She'll give us an official gym update, including whether or not she's been able to find parking at the gym since the onslaught of new members in January. And now that the weather is warm, we'll also talk about incorporating outdoor activities into our fitness routines. Just Curve's active apparel founder and CEO, Yolanda Williams, brings us some global hotness with her ingenious wonder suit. Williams is changing the game by infusing versatility and chicness into plus-size workout apparel. Then Michael Hayes, owner of the New York City-based and universally loved Buddha Body Yoga, joins me for Changing Frequencies. We'll talk yoga and its benefits for larger bodies, including how plus-size yogis are challenging and changing traditional U.S. perceptions of what a yoga body is. And they're doing that via Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter. As always, you can visit the Full Body Frequency Facebook page for more information about today's show. And while you're there, make sure you like us. Feel free to send us some listener love at fullbodyfrequency at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can always listen to this or previous shows by visiting soundcloud.com forward slash fullbodyfrequency. We'll be right back with plus size fitness instructor Karen Tillman for a six month new year gym resolution update and warm weather outdoor activities. Stay tuned. Full Body Frequency is back, and if you've just tuned in, we're talking fitness for the full-figured and fabulous. Joining me now is Karen Tillman, the president and CEO of Large and Loving It, an organization that works with gym-shy and sometimes out-of-shape full-figured women to help them achieve their personal fitness goals through the incorporation of health, wellness, and regular exercise. She is also one of Full Body Frequency's go-to fitness gurus. Karen Tillman, welcome back. Hello, Laura. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Now, during your last visit to Full Body Frequency, you spoke about your frustration with newly minted gym rats whose (laughs) presence (laughs) at the gym often prevented you from working out either before work or immediately after. However, you predicted that most new members would fall off by February. Now, did that happen? It did happen. Okay. 
it's because of the cold weather was one of the things that triggered it. And then, of course, you know, their New Year's resolution, they get, you know, far in between, so they fall off. But here's the thing. They start picking back up again, like early May. And then when the weather starts getting nicer, they're going hard in the gym. Because it's nice outside, some of them are starting to walk more. Okay. Got to so, get that summer body together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so come May, will you be able to find a parking space? I can usually find like five empty spaces by 9 o'clock because people go directly after work. And they're usually finishing up by the time I get there. And for days that I know I can't get in there really late, I have gone on and joined another gym. Ah. So now I have no excuse. I've joined a gym that's open 24 hours, and then I have the gym that's close to the house, but then walking this, I'm going to get in the gym some kind of way throughout that week. So now I have no excuses. So those are my little triggers to help me work out. Okay. So that's great. Those are your alternative plans. One, your regular gym, and then your backup gym. My backup gym. All right. You're constantly (laughs) changing up your fitness routine. And so what have you incorporated since January? Well, since January, I had a doctor's appointment. And uh, once I was in the doctor's office, I I found out that I was borderline diabetic. And, you know, when you're borderline diabetic, that can be controlled with diet and exercises. So what I did, I started eating clean. I started working with a, a personal trainer. Uh, nutritionist for like 90 days. We're on our last uh, week now. And I just started uh, no processed food. And now I I do weights four days a week and I'm doing cardio uh, six days a week. So just being more active really helped and I'm no longer borderline now. Wonderful. That's so good to hear. Now, I've also heard through the grapevine that you've just begun a Fitbit group. And for those who don't know, what is a Fitbit, and how does your Fitbit group work? A Fitbit is a device that you can clip onto your arm, maybe like a watch, and it counts your steps, uh, how many miles you walk, how many stairs you climb, your calorie intake, your heart rate. It depends on which Fitbit that you get. So now we're all in a group. It's about eight of us, and we're in, like, competition. So we can see how many steps the other person is taking. And a Fitbit turns over at midnight, so now throughout the day we're going hard trying to beat each other out because <laughs> no one wants to fall behind uh, to be the last one at, at the end of the night. So that's a good way to motivate you to move more. It's convenient. I sync mine to my phone to see everyone's count, but you just wear it like a watch. Okay. It's very, uh, very encouraging and motivating to have. So, so- it's really cool. That's really cool, but I'm confused about one thing. Now, you said it, it counts your calorie intake. Does it count your calorie intake or the calories burn, or does it do both? It does both. You okay. can enter your, your weight and how much water you're drinking. It go into your computer or your uh, app and enter what you had, had to eat, and it'll tell you how many calories you need to burn to lose so many pounds. And it also counts how many calories you're burning. As you're walking. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's so great. it's really cool. So the group I'm in is with my work group, but I have also formed my own Fitbit group for the Curvy Girls so we can motivate each other to take steps. And that group is called I Am Changing. I Am Changing. And how can people changing. hook up with you on that? All they have to do is, if they have a Fitbit, go to uh, Fitbit online. 
and search I Am Changing, and it'll pull up the group name, and they can just join the group. Oh, wonderful. So we can do this across the country and across the world. That's right. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency. And today we're talking about being full-figured, fabulous, and fit with plus-size fitness diva and certified Timbuk, Zumba, and group fitness instructor, Karen Tillman. Now that the weather is warm and we're spending a lot of time outside, what are some of the outdoor activities available around the country and that are available at the beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels? Well, uh, in Chicago, there are a lot of classes that you can take outdoors. I have a walking group that I've started. I love, love, love walking on the lakefront. There are other things. I'm sure other cities have other things going on, but Chicago has things along the lakefront, Millennium Park, just various places that you should be able to find something, if not free, but a small fee that you would have to pay. There are a lot of cities like New York where you can jog along either the East River or the West Side Highway overlooking the Hudson. Um, In Los Angeles, you you can hike up into the hills in various and sundry parks like Griffith. Just be sure to check out your local park district and or area for regular and special outdoor fitness activities, which include hiking, biking, kayaking, swimming, yoga, mat pilates, and dancing. If you're just joining us, being fat, fit, and fly is what we're talking about on today's Full Body Frequency. This is Laura Rice, and my guest is Karen Tillman, president and CEO of Large and Loving It. And she uses regular physical activity to control her blood pressure and to stave off diabetes. So we just spoke about getting outside, enjoying fresh air, and working out. What outdoor physical activities are you engaged in, in addition to the walking that you do? I park my car, and then I do the divvy bikes and uh, ride to work sometime, once a week. Okay. That's a great idea, using a divvy bike. That's fun, too. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of walking, in addition to offering weekly walking sessions with Large and Loving It, you coordinate friends and coworkers to walk for charity almost weekly. As a matter of fact, in the last three weeks, you've completed a number of walks. So tell me about those. Well, because of my Fitbit group and we're challenging each other with our walk, our steps, I figure why not push ourselves to go a little further and to have fun with it. So, uh, so far we've done the March of Dimes walk. We're going to do the dance mile. We actually dance behind a DJ that's on like a flatbed truck, and you dance. Who, who can't beat that? You dance for an entire mile. You dance within blocks of this location, and you come back, you party some more, dance, party, dance, party. And all while burning calories, getting your steps in, and that's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the following Saturday, we're doing Walk to Cure Arthritis. So most of the walks that I'm doing, they're motivated for things that are related to family, our friends. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you have certifications in Timbuk, Zumba, and group fitness. Plus, you're at the gym regularly and do lots of walking every week. But what's your absolute favorite exercise? So walking is my favorite, and then my next favorite is uh, weightlifting. Okay. Now, why something weightlifting? about lifting those weights and, you know, you sitting up there with the big guys and you're like, mm, you got your gloves on. Oh, you look like you just made your doing things. So <laughs> it's great to burn, uh, burn a little calories that way and tone the muscles. That's something to keep in mind, ladies. Yeah. 
Great. Lane Bryant just officially launched its Livy Fitness Activewear line recently. And who was at one of its stores leading customers in workout sessions? Me. Yay, Karen. <laughs> so th- how did yes. that transpire and what was that like for the customers? Well, uh, I have friends who work at Lane Bryant because I used to work there years ago. I just happened to be friends with one of the managers, Lane Bryant. I'm like, hey, should I come in and teach some line dancing? cardio line dancing to some of the customers and she was like sure the store was so packed with these ladies in there buying these uh, this active wear which is really great and it was great we had a ball I taught like three line dances and a lot of the ladies wasn't really familiar with the ones that I taught they got up and they participated they they were sweaty they had fun and just to tell, you know, tell people that, you know, line dancing is a form of exercising. So don't think, oh, I'm not, you know, working out. I, I just line dance. That's working out. That's you're burning calories. You're, you're toning. You're getting fit. You're making yourself healthier just by doing that. Right. But it was a lot of fun. Karen Tillman of Large and Loving It, keeping it full-figured, fabulous, fit, and fly and always in the flow. Thank you so much for joining Full Body Frequency today. Thank you. And for more information about Karen Tillman or Large and Loving It, visit Large and Loving, L-O-V-I-N, it.com. Feel free to move a muscle or two during this break. When Full Body Frequency returns, social media manager turned entrepreneur and plus size activewear designer Yolanda Williams joins me for some global hotness. Speaking of social media, don't forget to check out our Facebook page. And while you're there, don't forget to like us. We'll be right back. Full Body Frequency is back, and I'm Laura Rice, your host. Joining me now is Yolanda Williams. Williams is a former social media professional turned entrepreneur. In order to pursue her dream of manufacturing her fashion forward, Just Curves Activewear line, she successfully crowdfunded the line's production costs through Kickstarter. Although this Californian is new to the entrepreneurial game, her innovative wondersuit makes her an activewear game changer. You'll be changing your plus size, workout, and fashion game when you wear her clothes. Yolanda Williams, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So you're a plus size woman whose journey to self-love resulted in the birth of the Just Curves activewear brand. Share that journey to self-love. When I was about 19 years old, I was with someone for seven years who, for a long time, almost every day I was told that I was fat and ugly and, and made to feel worthless because of my weight. So from that journey, um, I rebuilt myself, my self-confidence up, and from there, I have known I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I know that as an entrepreneur, I want to help plus-size women to feel better about themselves and to really empower them to be healthy at any size, which is how I came up with Just Curves. Beyond the satisfaction of working for oneself, most entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs because they are 
really committed to solving a problem and or bringing a sorely mm-hmm. needed product to the marketplace. With that in mind, what is the Wonder Suit and why? Well, the Wonder Suit is something I came up with because uh, out of my own struggle for finding not only cute active wear, but active wear that actually fit me. Being a size 16, I would always, and I carry a lot of my weight in my stomach, so I would always find that when I would work out, my pants would fall down, and it was very uncomfortable. Um, in classes, I was always afraid that I was mooning somebody. I came up with the solution by basically putting together my active wear top and my active wear bottoms. I just glued them together one day to see if it would work, and it did. And that's how the Wonder Suit came about. It's um, basically a one-piece open bust unitard that you can wear with or without a shirt, with your own bra. Super easy to take on and off. And it just makes it so your pants don't fall down. It's a really simple solution to a problem that a lot of women have uh, where their pants are always falling down. It makes you feel so self-conscious and really insecure as you're trying to work on your fitness. This empowers women. It makes them feel like, I can conquer this workout. I can conquer anything. <laughs> so the Wonder Suit is sizes 10 to 28. I went down to a 10, a lot of women contacting me, telling me that um, after they had babies and, and, and whatnot, even though they're a size 10, they still have the same issues with their bodies. So I wanted to extend that sizing down to a size 10, go to um, a 28, and I hope to extend it up to a size 32. Wonderful. So with your glued together prototype wondersuit, what was your testing methodology? I mean, did you just work out? Did you walk around in it? Did, what, what did you do to make sure that your concept would actually work? To be honest with you, I didn't know if it was going to work um, as a whole manufactured one piece. So when I made that first sample and I tried it on and I ran in place and did a few squats, I was super excited. I was like, I really have something here. This is going to work. Absolutely. And it, did. it is. Absolutely. Just that you mentioned squats. So the funny Mm -hmm. part about that, if you're doing squats, I mean, you're doing a lot of stretching and there's a lot of tension there. So I'm sure that sounds to me like that was the linchpin right there, squatting. I carry most of my weight, my stomach and up. So for me, squatting is not an issue, but I have a lot of friends who are heavier on the bottom. And right when they start squat, those pants start to creep down, especially in the back because they, you know, they usually have smaller waists than their than their hips. So when I told them about this, they were like, yes, let me try it out. And they did, and they did some squats in front of me, and they were just super excited because they were like, I'm not mooning the whole class. Great. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of us wear leggings inside or outside of the gym, but there are some mm-hmm. distinct differences. So there are workout leggings, the ones that have seen better days that we wear at home, and then there are the <laughs> good sweat-absorbing ones that hold us in and minimize our assets at the gym. And then we rock the cute out in the street uh, leggings. Mm-hmm. Just Curves offers both leggings and the Wonder Suit. But the Wonder Suit offers next level versatility and has a companion piece. Yes. Talk a bit about this. To be honest with you, all of my bottoms I am trying to make as fashionable as possible. I want, I want everything that you buy from Just Curves to be Super transitional, you can wear it anywhere, not just to the gym. Although the fabric is made from um, moisture-wicking fabric, it's made for working out, you won't know. If you throw a cute shirt on, you won't know that it's, that it's active wear that you're wearing. But what's amazing about the Wonder Suit is that it has the, you know, the top piece that's connected as well as the waistband that has um, power mesh in it. 
just really keeps you sucked in with that compression. So whether you're doing yoga or just walking down the street, you just feel secure. You feel like you're held held in. Nothing is moving around. Nothing is showing. You can wear your sports bra out. You can wear a crop top with it. It's it's a really versatile piece. Very fashionable and very functional too. You have a really wonderful top that goes with the Wonder Suit. What's the name of it, and, and tell us about it. Uh, it's called the Muscle Ruffle. It is so cute. It's it's a muscle shirt, has a crew neck, and it's short sleeve or sleeveless. But it has like a really cute like peplum ruffle hem. The back will be like a like a mesh material. I love this piece because it kind of goes further down in the back. So you're you know if you like your but covered in the back a little bit more. It has that coverage, but it's so fashionable, too. It's made from activewear material, but it's really lightweight, and you can wear it anywhere. Nobody would ever know that this is for activewear. That's why I love it. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I love your line as well, because it, it transitions very clearly from the gym to your life after the gym. Yeah. And because yeah. you've got moisture wicking, it gets rid of the sweat. You can be out right. the street looking cute and sweat-free. <laughs> Exactly. That's my whole point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Laura Rice, and if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency. Today, my guest is Yolanda Williams, an entrepreneur and innovator in the plus-size apparel industry. We're talking her Wonder Suit, which is part of her chic and fashion-forward brand of Just Curves Activewear. In order to bring your vision for the brand and the Wonder Suit to fruition, you've joined the sharing economy and successfully launched and funded your Kickstarter campaign. What role or roles did the plus size community play in the success of your Kickstarter campaign? Well, I wouldn't have been successful without the plus size community. I was thoroughly embraced by a lot of plus size bloggers. You know, most of the time when you're um, when you're a fashion brand, a lot of bloggers are used to basically get paid to to sponsor a lot of clothing lines, fashion lines from these big companies. So I was kind of expecting to have to give out a lot of money to get sponsored posts and stuff like that, and it didn't happen. I was able to uh, get all this amazing blogs I didn't even know about. Some of them I did know about. Some of them just put posts about me. The Curry Fashionista... Marie Denae, uh, she actually went to my campaign, pledged, and then she posted on her Facebook wall. And from just her post, I got my first, like, $5,000. It was amazing. The support from the plus size community really helped. Actually, it was the reason, I think, that I was uh, successful with Kickstarter. That's absolutely fabulous. That's a wonderful sisterhood that we are part of, isn't it? I was surprised that I didn't have to actually reach out to people. Another blogger, Gorgeous and Gray, just she just did a blog, and I happened to ask someone who pledged, I'm like, how did you hear about me? And she was like, oh, Gorgeous and Gray did a blog about you. I'm like, what? <laughs> when? I didn't know anything about it. She just did it, and I, I just thought that was really amazing. You are on the precipice of something huge with your innovative approach to activewear for plus-size women. Now, you mm-hmm. may not have massive capital, but what gives your company, Just Curves, competitive advantage over larger brands like Lane Bryant with its Livy Collection, Hardtail, Zella, or Marika Curves, or even Nike? I think what's different about Just Curves is that it is just for plus-size women. Um, on top of that, we only sell activewear. I think a lot of companies like Wayne Bryant and Old Navy and a few of the other ones, they're, they're great companies. I don't want to 
put them down in any way, but our focus is just plus size activewear, which I think will really help us hone in on the needs of plus size women in while they're trying to work on their health and wellness. Um, on top of that, what I do is actually make clothes for plus size women. It's not just an extra small graded up to a 4X. It is made for plus size women. I use plus size models as fit models. This is made for our bodies, which I think gives me a unique advantage, as well as the fact that sometimes you look at it and you're not sure if it's activewear. That's my whole thing. I want to be able to wear what I'm wearing out before I go to the gym and not have it look like I've been walking around activewear all day. That's the new trend in California, at least. And even though it's great, I don't want to walk around in, in sweatpants every single day. I want mine to look like streetwear. You can wear it anywhere, which I think is a really big difference from other activewear lines. Fly and fabulous. There we go. Fly and fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you're listening to Full Body Frequency. During this quick break, be sure to check out our Facebook page. Like us and tell a friend. After this break, we'll return to talk more Just Curves and its future, including its June 19th full-figured fashion week debut. Stay tuned. Full Body Frequency has returned. This is Laura Rice, and I'm speaking with Yolanda Williams, Californian, curvy girl entrepreneur, and creator of The Wonder Suit, an item you won't believe that you've lived without. As you think about Just Curve's future and line expansion, what do you envision both for the growth of your company and its activewear collections? I am going to be debuting some more pieces uh, during the Four Figure Fashion Week, and Part of the new line is going to be some outerwear, uh, some cute jackets, as well as some. I'm adding some new colors, some new style to the wonder suit. Um, definitely want to make them a lot more um, fashionable. Um, add some some different, like some paneling or like you know faux leather paneling down the side. Those kind of things, as well as prints. I want to put some prints into my line. I don't have any yet. On top of that, on top of the new pieces that I have coming out. I'm going to be trying to connect women who are looking for, not just for active wear, but to lead active life. I want to connect them with health and wellness professionals. Still trying to flush that part of the business out, but eventually I want to be able to partner with health coaches and fitness coaches. And when someone is looking for a little bit more direction with their wellness, I want to be able to connect people to really transform when it comes to being healthy, you have to get your mind right. So I want to I want to make sure that these women are empowered and feel really encouraged by the, by not just wearing just curves, but by these health and wellness professionals. That's a great partnership right there. Got to get your mind right to get your body tight. There we go. You do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you might see that in advertisement. <laughs> So for those folks who can't make it to your Friday, June 19th, full-figured Fashion Week debut in New York City, where can they meet you and see the line this summer? So I'm going to be sponsoring an event called Boston Curvy Fashion Week in July. I hope to be sponsoring um, another event called the the Curvy Fashionista Style Expo in Atlanta in August. 
I'll also be at the LA Women's Expo in October and also online. I mean, that's where you can find any of my designs. All of it is all online. I won't be in any retail stores. I'll only be focusing on direct-to-consumer online. You can go on there now and actually pre-order if you wanted to. So Yolanda Williams, the Lululemon for plus size women, thank you so much for joining Full Body Frequency and for sharing your journey to self-love and the wonder suit. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're quite welcome. We're wishing you much success and we'll see you out there on the runway. Thank you. For more information on Yolanda Williams, her Just Curves plus size activewear brand, which features the game-changing wonder suit, please visit JustCurves.net. When Full Body Frequency returns from this break, I'll be joined by Michael Hayes, owner of Buddha Body Yoga, which offers classes exclusively for large bodies. In this segment, we're changing frequencies and tapping into our mind, body, and spirit connection with yoga. Michael Hayes, the proud owner of Buddha Body Yoga, has certifications in Shivananda, Allison West Yoga Union, and Yoga Therapy by Dan Olansky. He studied a number of traditions extensively, including Thai yoga and Am Vinyasa yoga. He is one of the country's leading plus-size yoga instructors and teaches other instructors how to incorporate plus-size modifications into their yoga practices. With over 20 years of practicing and teaching yoga, Michael Hayes' Buddha Body Yoga classes benefit everybody, regardless of anatomy, flexibility, age, or yoga background. Michael Hayes, owner of Buddha Body Yoga, welcome to Full Body Frequency. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, good, good. We're glad to have you. So what is yoga and what are its benefits? There are many benefits to yoga. Yoga is, for me, transformative and self-realization process of becoming myself. Mm. There are lots of people who are using yoga for many different ways. There are people who are using yoga to get themselves fit, to help them organize their thinking, their spiritual practice. It's like water, you know, you use water to wash things down, to nourish yourself and to clean your body. That's what, like, that's what yoga is like. So now, are the benefits the same or more pronounced for plus-size practitioners or yogis? Hmm. That's a difficult question. Depends on who comes into the room and what your attention is, I mean, as far as what you're trying to go for. Uh, for plus-size individuals to help you with being able to move, to let go of your body, to let it expand, to be able to really get into your breathing, to really step out of the box that most of us live in sometimes. For a lot of people, they use yoga for um, exercise. They'll do the, uh, the asanas, they'll do five, six times a week, lots of yoga, and that's fine for them. For me, I like to have people work in doing my classes and also creating their own practice, their home practice. In developing your home practice, you start basically becoming more of knowing what's going on with your body rather than just constantly following an instructor. 
Just so our listeners are clear, asanas are poses. There are a myriad of yoga styles. I believe that there are eight major styles. Um, mm-hmm. But what types of yoga, what types of modifications, and what types of tools do you use to instruct plus-size people? I create an environment that is open, fun, interesting. I tap into their curiosity, and then I let them see how the practical applications using props like chairs and blocks and bolsters will help bolster their ability to move and help them to experience to explain why they can't do things. Um, we explore where and what their options are as far as positions and yoga asanas. We break down the asanas to its lowest denominator and then rebuild. And what that means is we work from the breath, we see where they move and see why they're having a problem getting into certain positions and then finding different ways of getting into the position. As they get into the positions more, they'll need less and less props. We use things like yoga wall, the great yoga wall, which is an amazing uh, thing you connect to your wall, and it basically helps give you traction. And so a lot of times when you're doing things like down-facing dog or upper-facing dog or even a lot of the standing poses, you're fighting with yourself to keep the pose. With using the wall, you're actually able to give yourself traction, and in that traction, when you stop using the wall, you're able to get more stability from Mm -hmm. your own body. Okay. You're really known for using the wall in a very, very mm-hmm. specific way, as, as you've just explained. But where do we find, those of us who aren't in New York City, larger yoga mats, bolsters, blocks, and wider straps? Those are things you're also known for. There are a couple of companies that will help you out as far as yoga mats. There are, well, I would say that if you really want to make, break it down, you can find yoga mats large amounts of yoga mats, and if you have a group of people together, you can get it in rolls. So you'll get the right size, you get it in rolls, and then you have them cut it up. Okay. That'd be the cheapest and the most effective way to to do it. A lot of the times you'll go to places like Yoga Associated or Yoga Props, and they'll get you the yoga mat that you want. You need a yoga mat that's thick enough to help support you so you don't feel you don't feel the pressure of the floor so much. Right. And you need something wide enough so you don't squeeze yourself in. Because most of the yoga mats are so narrow that when you lay on it, your back is spread out onto the yoga mat. So you really, when you do down facing dog, you have to actually bring your arms closer, which makes it harder for you to do the pose. So you need a wider base of yoga mat. Great. That's, that's great um, information. Yeah. 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 Also the blocks. Depending on your size and the block, a lot of blocks are made out of these foams that if you lean on them for a long period of time, they'll start sinking in. You've got to get more density in your mat and in your block. I suggest there are these huge yoga blocks. They're expensive, but they will last you for a while. If you can get the wooden yoga blocks, if you can find the carpenter will make yoga blocks that will fit you, that would also be good. So there's a lot of possibilities as far as creating and making products for plus-size people for yoga props that are not out there yet. So if you have time, creative spirit, you can actually look at it through the experience of doing your own practice. As you begin to see that you have a hard time doing stuff, you'll begin to see how to modify, how to create, and how to create props 
Gotcha. There's a video that I created on YouTube that basically created people, teaching people how to make bolsters using blankets. Rolling up blankets, making really tight, and then tie them up and then put them inside a pillowcase. That's the cheapest and the firmest way you can do that because yoga props are expensive. They are. And, and I actually, bolsters are very expensive. Right. And I saw that video, and it's, a, it's an excellent resource for folks. I'll put that up on the Full Body Frequency Facebook page. I so, used to also do things like yellow pages. Because you know, they, they, they had these, uh, remember the old yellow pages? Right. Back before computers? Mm-hmm. So they, they put it out in front of your house, and there'd be bunches of them. So you'd, put, you'd get four or five of them stacked up. You get some duct tape, you tape them together, and you've got oh, you have blocks. So you're listening to Full Body Frequency. This is Laura Rice, and I'm speaking with Michael Hayes, owner of Buddha Body Yoga in New York City. Although I mentioned your extensive background in the segment introduction, what initially connected you to yoga, and what was your journey to becoming a yogi and later a certified instructor? Well, it was an interesting journey, actually. I was in massage school. Now, I've known yoga, around yoga for a while, and I thought all yoga was the same. Integral yoga had a process of doing a pose and laying down, and I thought that's all yoga was. So a friend of mine talked to me to go into a 7 a.m. yoga class before my massage school. Mm. So this was Jivamuti. I'm not sure if you know Jivamuti. Jivamuti is a very vinyasa, shtanga kind of place. I did not know that at the time. So I'm at 10th Street and 2nd Avenue, and they're doing the chanting, and they get up and they start doing the sun salutation that kicked my butt. Badly. Mm. And then after they did the sun citations, they all went up into handstands. And I looked at them and I looked at myself and I said, I refuse to let anything like this kick my butt. So I decided after finishing massage school, I would come back there and study. I did not have money at the time. So I went there and I said, we can do exchanges and they didn't do that. But they did let me do something called karma yoga. And what happened with that was, I told them I would, I would do that, which is basically cleaning up for doing yoga. Ah. And they said, how many times have you been here? And I said, just once. And they said, no, we can't allow you to do that because you haven't been here that much. And they got locked out of one of the rooms. And they asked, Did I, can I open this door? And I said, do you have a butter knife? And I opened the door. And that was my introductory to yoga because they let me become a karma yoga person. And I stayed there for two years practicing and learning how to do Jivamuti-style yoga, which is a vinyasa, ashtanga-based yoga system. And then I, basically after two years, I decided to, I wanted to understand what the teachers were doing. So I talked to David Light, which was the owner of Jivamuti, and he said he started his process through Shivananda yoga. So I saved up my money. And I basically went to Nassau, the Bahamas, in February for a month and studied yoga there. I went there and it was really interesting. I liked the philosophy, but I did not like the yoga, the physical part of the yoga. Hmm. Why was that? Because it was not alignment-based. It didn't, because of the anatomy that I studied, it didn't seem to make sense. I didn't realize at that time that that is a devotional system. They didn't care so much about alignment. Ah. But I came back 
discouraged, and I decided to practice on my own for a year. And that's what I did. Every morning I practiced. And I got stuck after a year, and I said, I need help. So then I decided to study privately with this woman named Allison West. She's the owner of Yoga Union. And I worked with her for around a year, and then I did her teacher training, which was very helpful. I still wasn't teaching so much. I was doing little, little bits, but not much. And then I studied with a guy named Dave, Leslie Kavanaugh, which really helped because he really explained the breathing process. He was the owner of breathing, the Breathing Project, which is interesting. And then I studied a couple of different more certifications. And then I started doing a class for plus-size people. And then I got written up in the New York Times, and it just escalated. This was over seven years ago. As part of your journey, you've opened Buddha Body Yoga. Why was that so important to you? But in the past, there was no school for plus-size yoga people. And that was a really important thing because when you go to a class and you see the mats that aren't really going to fit you, and you're in a class that people are doing stuff and you can't do it, and there is no middle ground to how to get to from A to B, that gray space. Um, I saw that a lot. And also because when I went to the classes a lot of the times, I'd get this look from the teachers, which basically was, I have no idea how to deal with you. The, the line of just keep trying wasn't working for me. Right. And I know it wasn't working for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And my main focus at the beginning of my whole process of becoming a yoga teacher was why are they doing the things they're doing? What is the purpose of it? I didn't really start out of becoming to, wanting to become a yoga teacher. I really started to try to understand what the yoga teachers were thinking and doing. And I did. I found out why and what, and I found it was short-sighted for people of size. And as I began to study more and find the, like the Iyengar people and other people, I began to find a lot more options, and it was spectacular. You mentioned in two New York Times articles, the first in 2009, and then in the April 16th article, being skinny is not required, that your classes mm-hmm. are exclusively for large bodies. Why? Yes, because there are plenty of schools out there for regular size and skinny people. That's one reason. And the other reason is because I want to have an open space for large people. I want them to be able to be a, go on the mat and we let them spread themselves out. I want them to ask questions. A lot of the times, because of your size, you're constantly squeezing yourself in. I want a place that they can expand and let themselves relax. Because in relaxing, they are able to really focus on yoga. Again, you're tuned into Full Body Frequency, and we're talking with Michael Hayes, a yogacharya or male yoga instructor, and the owner of Buddha Body Yoga. He was recently featured on MSNBC's Crystal Clear show and in the New York Times, talking yoga for large bodies. So in that 2009 New York Times article entitled Strike a Pose for Girth, you indicated that one of your goals is for students to feel comfortable and knowledgeable enough to take any yoga class anywhere. You say, quote, my dream is to have my students go into a regular class and just blow people away, unquote. How might this type of large body presence in mixed body yoga classes impact our visual landscape, especially in light of the fact that so many people engage in visual doctoring of fat bodies? That's a really big question. 
when I go to a regular yoga class, I always still get the same looks. And then they see me work. And then afterwards, the teacher pulls me aside, basically, or, and says, I really love your practice. So I see that that's changing. That changes that teacher's thinking. That changes the whole room. I've gone to classes. I'll never forget the uh, certain classes I used to go to in the mornings. And I would take out the two blocks, the bolsters, the straps, all the stuff that's around me. Well, everybody would do absolutely nothing. And after three or four months, you'd see the teacher say, okay, now take out two blocks. <laughs> it's almost, you know, mimicking me to a certain extent. And I thought that was fascinating. It was changing her thinking. The more you get people of size in a space and being able to empower themselves to work the way they need to work, not following the class, not following the crowd, but finding a way that they can work, then you start changing the class. How has the heightened visibility of plus-size practitioners and instructors in yoga journals and magazines and regular post postings on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook impacted plus-size people, your business, Buddha Body Yoga, and the businesses that now offer yoga for larger bodies? I've been on this road for around 20 years. What I've loved about um, Instagram, which makes me so happy, was that all these students people who are yoga teachers, people who are not, are basically videotaping themselves and doing the work of creating their own practice. That excites me like you would not believe. Um, so seeing that was really good. I got to talk to one of, the, one of the people who are in Instagram, and she became a yoga teacher, and now she is out there doing it more. And that makes me really happy. The more we take and step up to the plate of saying, okay, I don't look like the skinny mini yoga teachers or yoga students, but I can do the same thing. Changes the way that we look at weight, at people, and changes the environment. We haven't changed the environment yet because if you go to regular yoga classes, you'll find that it's narrow, it's small, it's crowded. Mm -hmm. But it's changing. So I like that part. You get all this notoriety from New York Times, Rotors, General 2, General 7, all these other channels. But it, when it comes to getting people in the rooms, it's very difficult because there's fear, there's distrust, there's the unknown. Mm. The hardest thing for people in Buddha Body Yoga classes to do is to show up in the rooms. Huh. There are people who've paid, and, they, and I, it's not cheap. There are people who've paid for coming to the classes that never showed up. And yeah. that breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. It has a lot to do with the fact that, conditionally speaking, we are told that we should be hidden. Right. We're told that it's not okay to be plus size or any size but a certain size until all the studios have at least one plus size class happening in prime time. Then we can see that it's changing. Yeah. I got you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after this quick break, we'll be back with more Full Body Frequency and Michael Hayes of Buddha Body Yoga to continue our conversation on fitness for the fat and fabulous. This is Laura Rice, and if you're just joining Full Body Frequency, you can listen to this entire episode 
or previous episodes by going to soundcloud.com forward slash full body frequency. My guest today is Michael Hayes, professional dancer, visual artist, licensed massage therapist, multiply certified yoga instructor, and the owner of Buddha Body Yoga in New York City. Once started, how often do you recommend that we engage in our yoga practices? I would say starting every day if you can. And I'd say limit it to getting up and sitting on your mat. That's a yoga practice. Getting up and laying down on your mat and breathing. You, you think of it as um, the story of the little prince where the fox is basically being tamed. You set up a small goal, not too much. You know, you set up, you stand, or you sit on your yoga mat. You do a down facing dog. You encourage yourself, coaxing yourself rather than making it a chore or a punishment or anything, something that you're going to look forward towards. You know, you set up a candle and you sit there. You struggle with where you are at that moment. And in that struggle, you are meditating. You are focusing. You know, you take a yoga class. You write a journal if you feel like it. But you work from where you are. Begin at the beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the, 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 the obstacles in your head is more important to focus and deal with than the obstacle of your body. Gotcha. Engaging that whole mind, body, spirit yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. I love the, the convenience of working out at home, but using the same DVDs can become tedious and, and challenging. You have a number mm-hmm. of post-demonstration videos online. However, with the focus of subscription-based online fitness classes, will you enter this arena and make Buddha Body Yoga fitness available for those who can't take your class in person? Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I just had a conversation with a company called Learning Power mm. about actually doing just that. Excellent. I've got tons of video, tons of pictures that I've been trying to organize for a book and for that particular purpose. So we're in negotiation of trying to get that somewhat together. I'm definitely going to go into that arena. I was very hesitant because I like being in the room with my students. I like being able to see what's going on because these subtle differences which make the difference. I like the aspect of having students come in and me see where they are and work from there rather than they're watching me in a video because I can't see them. So, But I'm going to have to let that go because I want people to work with where they are. Absolutely. Speaking of movement, one of the videos that I've watched over the years is Stairs to the Sun in which I presume to be a New York City building stairway. Mm -hmm. So not only do you demonstrate sun salutation on several levels of the stairs, but we can hear your deep cleansing breaths. And then the pose is beautifully punctuated with music that rises like you do on the stairs and as the sun does in the sky. So what was that music? And is that what you were listening to in your headset? It's called the Buddha Bar. I love the Buddha Bar collection that I used to listen to, and I still do to a certain extent. They're almost all of their, um, their CDs are really good for me when I'm doing my practice, and I want to just work on the practice and fill, my up, fill myself up with music. A number of yoga classes actually use music, ranging from nature sounds to gospel. 
But like mirrors and competitive posing, these can distract us from being truly tapped in and connecting our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. Clearly, you like music, but is yeah. there a type of music that you won't listen to during uh, class? Well, again, we're talking class or privately. <laughs> okay, if, you're, so if you're working with your word of class, I find that when we put on natural sounds, people stop thinking. Hmm. They're no longer in their heads. It's almost like sitting outside. They start calming down. You know, I play with my blood pressure that a little bit too, and I find my blood pressure goes down. So just playing, uh, playing natural sounds in the background is a great way of working your practice. We've actually tried to put a couple of different types of music, from Pink Floyd to Nina Simone. Wow. And depending on who's in the room and how they like it, will they really get into it? Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on the question you asked. Is it a distraction? Is it a distraction or can it enhance the experience? It can do both, depending on where the person is and how the teacher is dealing with it. Okay. As a a teacher in my class, I've got to look at how, uh, how people are reacting to the music. If they're reacting where they're rushing from one position to the next, I know that that's not what I want. I want them to be able to flow through it with their breath. And so I would change that music. And I would tell them I'm doing it because you're moving too damn fast. And I want you to slow down your breathing and movement so you can really feel the articulations of what's going on in your body. In the last 10 years or so, there's been a feeding frenzy around yoga, and much of Mm -hmm. it has been celebrity and profit-driven, with yoga being a $10 billion industry here in the U.S. So Mm -hmm. Janelle Monae and Jadena released their song and accompanying video, Yoga, and this song is Mm -hmm. about self-expression and kind of the kind of self-expression that many Indians find antithetical to traditional yoga practices, as shown in the recent news story on CBS This Morning entitled, Why Indians Say Americans Are Doing Yoga Wrong. What do you say about this self-expressive and competitive nature of many yoga classes here in the U.S.? Well, that they do exist. (laughs) That's part of the solution and the problem, as, as far as, there's this silent unconsciousness of beauty and who can do the pose better rather than this is my experience as a pose. And that is a problem. And I have to drop that on the studios more so than the teachers because the studios are trying to make money and trying to survive because the rents are really high. Right. So with that in mind, you know, that's that struggle. As far as those songs, I love those songs. <laughs> They're great. I, I, I had not tried using them in my classes because it's, it's a little too racy for my classes, but that's what it is. And as far as the yoga from India, there are lots of different aspects of yoga. There are lots of teachers who are doing different types of yoga in India, from the Iyengar, Shivananda, all these different principles. The military is actually getting into yoga, mm-hmm. which I think is great. <laughs> it is wonderful, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, because it, it will change the thinking of their troops. Right. Because you know, they, they work on a caste system just like we do. So it's a great opportunity for self-realization for the military, the, the regular um, soldier. I wish they'd have it here. Right, right. Um, I don't 
I, I don't see that there's a problem with the fact that, you know, they have their cultural beliefs of how yoga should be. Mm-hmm. And to a sense it's true because it's their, it's coming from that place. You, know, you can't say, all right, India's yoga is wrong because America is doing it a different way when it comes to India. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, short-sighted. But they can follow their path and, as we'll follow our own. Please give Full Body Frequency listeners one parting thought that might inspire them to begin, continue, or revisit yoga. Yoga is for you. However you want to play with it and do with it, explore it, it is for you. Find your way into it. All right. Michael Hayes, Yoga Charya and the owner of Buddha Body Yoga, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Wonderful. I'm honored. Thank you again. For more information about Michael Hayes and Buddha Body Yoga, please visit BuddhaBodyYogaNYC.com. For more information about this or previous shows, please visit SoundCloud.com forward slash Full Body Frequency or our Full Body Frequency Facebook page, where you can show some love by liking us. If you're in Chicago and the weather is warm, come out to Millennium Park on Saturday mornings. Join me and others as we tap into our Full Body Frequencies with yoga, Pilates, and Zumba. That's this week's Plus One. Until next time, hit the gym, hit the beach, hit a yoga mat. But no matter what you do, Tune into your own full body frequency where large is luscious living.